and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey guys, and welcome to another week of TV My Husband Hates. I'm joined by Regan Kempton. As ever, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we've apparently bypassed spring in Colorado and gone right into starting our summer, which is always fun. <laughs> oh, that's funny because we've, we've apparently just put the brakes on spring and staying in winter. Yeah. We have had more rain in the last week we than have I have too. ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's been solid rain here. It, it just went from snow to rain in like one day. It snowed one day, it started raining the next, and then it just kept on raining every day, which to be honest, I'm quite fine with because I'd rather not pay to like water my grass because our water bills are astronomical in the summer. But I know it's mental. But listen, um, weather corner is not what yes. was not what we no. came to chat about. Um, we have got a big lineup this week, but before we get into that, I just want to say Please, please, please subscribe, write, and review. It yes. really helps other people find us, and um, it would mean the world to us. So if you could do that, that would be great. Um, but yes, going back, we've got a huge lineup. It's a fuckload of shows this week. It really is, and annoyingly... And reunions. <laughs> yeah, we've got to film two reunion shows after this, but annoyingly... We're including The Hills, but I couldn't watch it this week because yeah. for the love of God, I couldn't find anywhere to watch it. I even like subscribed to MTV and they only have season one. I think it's a UK thing. I don't know. I couldn't find it on the YouTube channel. I watched it on last time. So that's crazy. Well, let's give it this one more week. And if it if you still can't get it next week, because I feel like last year they were weirdly staggered and we actually did them a week behind. I was trying to think about this when Maybe you told me we you did. couldn't watch it. I feel like it was. So let's give it one more week. If next week it doesn't come on, like even like the first episode or whatever, then we'll just we'll just have to drop it. We can maybe talk about it on Patreon or Patreon. Yeah, or yeah, we could do. I a, can do a, a separate little thing or whatever, but because um, it's not fun if like half half our people can't watch it. It's not fun to no. talk about it then, <laughs> especially because I really want to talk about it. Like right, I really love good. this show. Oh, it's so good. Um, um, oh, but another quick <laughs> announcement as well, um, because. Here in the U.S., we're now moving into summer schedule. Like, my kids are out of school this week. So we're going to have to record on a different day, which means we're going to have to drop Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I'm sure you guys are all crushed. We're not enjoying it all that much anyways. So this will be the last week we talk about them. Yeah, just for the U.K., just so that you're clear, um, when Reagan says summer schedule, her kids actually break up for the summer right now. So mm -hmm. I know that that six week holiday that we have to deal with in, in the summer feels daunting, but imagine if it was three months. That's right. So anyways, we've got childcare in the middle of the week, but not at the end. So we'll just have to. No. Know, and this, and this week we're introducing two new shows because Shars of Sunset came back and Yay! Real Housewives of Beverly Hills did too. So we are. Both good ones. We've got six shows on the lineup. Yeah. It's a lot. So, so dropping, we're going to be ruthless. Yeah. We're going to talk about the big shit and we're going to move on. If you think we miss anything, drop us an email. For sure. Um, so that being shall, said, we, shall we start? Let's get into the Shaws of Sunset. I, I love this show. I fucking love this show. I love all the people on it. Like I, you could not, I don't know. 
I can't think of another show that has this many dynamic characters on it that could all honestly probably have a show on their own. I agree. And I also love that this is a show where everybody has grown up knowing each other. This isn't like a cast that's been put together. This is like a show that comes from, we've been friends since we were kids. So I think that there's an authenticity in the storylines and in the dynamics between the the characters cast members that really resonates in a way that you don't perhaps get when cast members are more like chucked together. For sure. I mean, I think the stakes are way higher too, right? I mean, these are like long-term friendships that stand to fucking be demolished sometimes. And, you know, I mean, all the Real Housewife shows are just ensemble. Like usually they'll know each other because they kind of run in the same circles, but it's not the same as, you know, 30-year friendships. Yeah. So I love it. Which, you know, is going to, is going to, looks like it's going to be another big part of this season. But before yeah. we get into the relationship side of things, let's talk about Gigi and her new baby. And I just want to say, he's really cute. He's super cute. <gasps> She's super really cute is. as a mom. She is. I, you know what? I feel like we've got a more grown up Gigi. No yeah. less feisty. No. No less, um, judgmental and opinionated For but sure. I do think I do think she's grown up like I think you yeah. can see that in her I think for sure. And I mean, I think we can even see that with like her and her sister reconnecting after yeah. so many years of not being together and like her sister being at the birth cause her mom couldn't because it was COVID and she's old. And, you know, I think there's just a lot of, we've seen, a, we see a very different Golnessa in this season than we did definitely the first season of the show. Oh, I mean, <laughs> You know, I think motherhood has that way of, you know, it's a baptism of fire. And For sure. it changes you on a dime, right? It's like it, you don't have a moment to breathe. And it no. looks like she has risen to kind of the challenge in a way that, like, I never did. Like, I right. birth floored me. But it looks like she's really finding her feet. And I've always got to give respect for that because, you know... I wouldn't have called it, if I'm honest. For sure, no. And I mean, I love this whole kind of like mom tribe she has, go, like this all-female tribe she's got going on as well. Like, because her mom is over there and her sister's participating. Like, it's just a very kind of female-dominated environment to raise little... His name's Elijah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, little Elijah. So and he's going to turn out to be a good egg. She's got rid of the knives and she's brought in a Rottweiler. <laughs> So yes. <laughs> that seems like a strong parenting decision. Well, I think, did she still like hide the knives in the couch cushion? Like it was fucking weird. They'd be stashed I mean, listen, everywhere. Uh, like, uh, yes, that is weird. And certainly no place for a baby to be if you've got knives like hidden around. Right. But I do feel that like you could keep your knives. I'm not suggesting that it's a good idea, but like if you wanted to keep your knives, you could find somewhere safe to put them well, I mean, let's be real. He's a newborn right now, too. Like, if you think he's, yeah, he's not doing hardcore anything. in your shit now, just you wait, my friend. <laughs> but the Rottweiler seems like a brave choice. Yeah. And I know that these dogs are, have been demonized and they're not have the they? kind of killer dogs that everybody thinks Rottweilers are. See, here, they, the big one is pit bulls. Like, Rottweilers are kind of fine. Pit bulls are the ones that have been, like, demonized here in the U.S. Pit bulls as well here, but, yeah. but Rotties, too, have huh. very much had, like, that kind of... They'll bite children by. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a different, maybe that's a cultural thing. And I was like, maybe a Rottweiler with a newborn. Yeah. yeah. Seems They'll controversial. eat your babies. <laughs> 
Oh my God, just as a side, way, side note, I'll never forget seeing some, something on the news, which was the worst thing I've ever seen. And it was about foxes in London. And I love foxes. Like, I love them. And it did this thing where it was like, beware a fox could eat your baby. And then it basically got like a fake bundle of blankets, did an experiment. I saw that. Fake bundle of blankets and then covered it in bacon. And then obviously the fox came and stole the blanket out of the buggy with the bacon. They were like, see, (laughs) it would eat your baby. It was like... (laughs) But my baby isn't made of bacon. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to be like wrapping it in bacon grease and putting it out no. in the garden. Like, I feel like this is a little bit biased. I, I don't mean, feel I like this a, is a controlled experiment. For sure. I mean, I could, I'm a shit mom about a lot of things, but I'm not going <laughs> to slather my baby up in bacon grease and put him in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, yes, to all of that. Anyway, that's a big sideline. Um, but it made me cross that they were demonizing foxes because I love sure. them. But Gigi looks like she's she looks like she's doing well. And as much as I think she is a bit of a nightmare, I'm happy for her. Me too. I mean, I'm kind of glad she's doing this all on her own. I mean, she had very questionable taste in men um, when we saw all that. So I'm glad she's doing it on her own. She seems to be a lot better. Um, and we'll see. We will. Um, MJ and Razor, this... This keeps going and going and going. And I don't know about you, but at this point, I feel like Tommy is the reason they're not friends. I I would agree. And I kind of understand why, because Reza is not dropping or hadn't dropped the restraining order and actually extended it. Yeah. I understand where Tommy's coming from. Um but I also feel like he kind of needs to just back away and let them do their thing. Because ultimately, if he lets them do their thing, that's going to, like, help him out. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, um, I, um, think, I think the problem is, I think Tommy felt as close to Reza as MJ. Like, I feel like he just felt, feels like their family was fractured. Listen, and I'm not saying that Tommy doesn't have a reason yeah. to, to be there. I think he absolutely does. But I think that the, if they're going to fix this, then yeah. that's what needs to be addressed. Rather than Reza and MJ hanging out, like I honestly think this is something that Reza and Tommy need to address. But also, can we just take a moment to appreciate Tommy, who is trying to work incredibly hard on his anger management, and he sets his alarm six times a day to do his gratitudes. He is so cute. He is so cute, but then he absolutely loses his shit when MJ tells her he's going to meet Razor. And I was like, I'm not sure it's working. Like, maybe you need to do it 12 times a day. Right. Do you know what I mean? Can we pause this fight for you to give affirmations? (laughs) Yeah. And then I'll get back to being really angry. For sure. Tommy. I mean, I've always got a place. There's always a place in my heart for Tommy. Um, And I love that he's trying, but I do hear what you're saying. I think he felt it was a really personal yeah attack especially if it's been extended like that would it's not that, super cool you can't with you, razor you can't say to mj i'm really happy to move forward da, 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 and then extend her husband's restraint yeah order. yeah no that's not cool but it looks like they're all clearing all that up because i feel like i heard maybe i'm just hearing things but in this episode didn't they say <laughs> that he took it off like he dropped the restraining order oh i don't know I'm, oh. i didn't hear that if he did but it, oh, maybe but it's it, in the previews he could Who have knows? done I feel like I watched um, this a million years ago. I know. We, you pretty much did. Yeah. And then, of course, the other uh, relationship that is on the rocks is Mike. And here's 
Can we just talk about Mike for a minute? Because what the fuck is his problem? Nima turns up at this new apartment and Mike makes some excuse to the cameras about how like he, oh, and to Nima, he doesn't feel comfortable being in Paulina's house because all her family's there. And of course it then transpires that Paulina's like, I didn't want him in my house. For sure. He's there because. What happened to his house? Because he built a new house last season. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, so he sold it. And I imagine he sold it so that they would move in together and then Paulina find out about all this stuff. So he had to like scramble for a new apartment. And I know, I I would bet both my ovaries that he wrote those messages. Of course he did. His fucking iCloud being hacked. I mean, come on. It's bullshit. It's not like he's the purveyor of like, all the wealth in the U S or has some like secret fucking codes in his iCloud. Who the fuck wants to hack Mike's iCloud simply for like texts about girls. It's the stupidest thing. Wasn't it Instagram DMS or was it? Yes, it was. It was Instagram DMS. So he's like, my Instagram was hacked. It's like, well, what? And and you didn't mention it at the time. Right. But you didn't say to Paulina, fuck, I can't get into my Instagram account. It's been hacked. Like that wasn't a drama. Cause I mean, I follow you. So I know how often you're on there. Like, and I have an Instagram account and I know how I'd feel if it was hacked. So like, yeah. that's a big deal. And he makes a lot of money on that Instagram account. He He's does. posting those ads. So yeah. it, I feel like if he'd been hacked, Paulina would have heard about this before at the time. Like it's just too fucking convenient that he's like, and then he's like, oh, I can't change my number. Yeah, that is bullshit. That is Change such bullshit. Number. And I love how Tommy's like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like, I did it last year, and it was the best thing I ever did. Like, It got me thinking. I was like, maybe I'll change my fucking number. It sounds like go. a great... But then I was like, nobody really calls me anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> It'd be a huge pain for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would just be an issue for me. Right? <laughs> it's not like everybody... Like, people who are, like, big and famous, people scramble to try and get their new phone number. Nobody would be scrambling to get my number. I'd just go I mean, dark. I would. I'd, I'd, miss, I'd miss not talking to you or texting you. No, that's... Yeah, that's Cause, true. Because it, cha- it would change your WhatsApp number, too. It'd be like you and my mum. Yeah. Not even right Jimmy, because Jimmy's terrible at keeping in touch with me. So <laughs> it'd literally be you and my mum. Well, well, we're pretty important, so... But yeah, I, this That's is all true. bullshit. And I think Mike is still cheating on her with these like girls at the pool and the high rise. Like, but he's Mike not doing himself any up. favors. This is no. when he's not, he's just not clever. No, he's not. He's not clever. And he's fucking mean and gaslighting Paulina in the, in, that entire <laughs> evening. I'm fucking happy. She got wasted. I love this new Paulina. I want her to be like this all the time. I want him, her to call him out on his shit and be the fucking strong ass woman that I know she is. I do too. And I don't like the way he's like, oh my God, you're drunk. You're just so drunk. You're drunk. Uh-uh. I'd be drunk if I had to deal with your bullshit too. And by the way, maybe I needed to get drunk so that I could call you out on your bullshit. For sure. And we're all sitting around drinking. Like, yes, it's don't a shame, cocktail don't drunk evening. shame me. No. I Ooh, hate I like drunk that. shamers. Yeah. They're the worst. They are the worst. It's like sunburn shamers. They're <laughs> annoying as well. You know, when you're sitting Mom out on shamers, a, all of these shamers, <laughs> but when you're sitting out in the sun, you're having a nice time and somebody always goes, Oh, you're going a bit red. Fuck <laughs> off. I think we've had this conversation on this podcast before. Have we? Oh I no, we I need some new material. Either way, it's, it's good material. Well, it's just um, like the hangover shamers. Like, Oh, you must be really hung over this morning. It's like, Oh, fuck off. I yeah, know with how that, like, look I am. Of, that look of glee in their face. <laughs> right. Like, don't be jealous that I had a really good time last night and I have a hangover and you don't because you're lame and you went to sleep. Yeah. Not my problem. 
Yeah. Fuck you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Not that this get is me the personal in any way. Anyway, uh, so Mike and Paulina, I... A hundred, and Pauline also says this is not the first time. Of course yeah. it's not. No. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And everybody's talking about Mike in a kind of sex addict kind of way. And maybe it is that. I think maybe it is. And at first I was like, I don't know about Paulina, like sending all these screenshots to all his friends. Like that's kind of weird. But then I was like, but if it's not the first time it's happened, she wants people to back her up. If this is going to yeah. be a thing, you know, <laughs> but I love like Gigi's comments. Like I'm high. Don't bother me when I'm eating pie. I'm eating pie. <laughs> <laughs> I she love is brutal, super brutal. But I also feel like this is just like Mike and that's what yeah. everybody's like. This is just Mike. It doesn't surprise me in the fucking least. He's been doing this shit for years. It's never going to change. True. But I think as well, you could be like, Gigi could be kinder about For it. Compa- sure. like, like MJ's like, <laughs> I'm not surprised, but are you okay? Like right. Gigi's like, oh, what the fuck? She needs to just, it's fine. She's like, I don't even think of it as cheating. This is just Mike. I'm like, oh, is that, it's is that an cheating. option? I right. didn't realize that was oh, an option me. in life that you could just be a cheater and that was fine. So your cheating didn't count? Well, it's just like Weinstein. I mean, you know, he's just a rapist. It's fine. It's just who he is. It's just who he is. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's going to be a messy season. I adore this show. I am almost hoping that MJ and Reza, I just want this to be done. Yeah, like I, want I them think back it will together. be. I feel like they're going to get back together and it's all going to be fine. And But I think this Mike thing is really going to grow. I think we're definitely not finished with this conversation with Mike. Um, this is going to be Mike and Jessica all over again, isn't it? For sure. And, oh my gosh, who... Ca- Tommy calls Paulina Jessica outside. Oh my God, that, that was my favorite moment of the oh whole God, show. Oh my God, it was so painful. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I love Tommy <laughs> so much for this. Like, he doesn't even notice. He doesn't even, it's like this bomb goes off and everybody's like, what the fuck? And he's like, just, he just lost his on through. <laughs> I was like, I, if looks could kill, like MJ was just giving him like, what the fuck did you just... But you could also tell that she was like trying not to laugh. Right. So she was like, we just need to, like nobody just can keep mention going. this. <laughs> just keep, keep it going. rolling. Nobody acknowledge. It's like when your toddler hits their head on something and you're like, nobody make a sound. He yes. doesn't know it hurts yet. Be quiet. <laughs> oh God, it was awkward. God love Tommy. Oh, I love Such this a great show. addition. For sure. Me too. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Okay, so let's take it to Below Deck Sailing Yacht, where we pick up after the drama of last week with their super billion, million dollar pound boat crashing into the dock. Oh my gosh, it just made me sick to my stomach. Officially, felt so bad for Glenn. Officially Glenn's worst day of his career. Ever. Did you not just want, you know, when he goes into his cabin by himself and he just like takes everything off. I just wanted to go in and give him a hug. I know. Do you think he had a little cry? 
I think he had a little cry. Yeah. I would too, especially thinking about like how much money, I mean, thank God the damage seemed to only be cosmetic to the boat. Like it didn't, you know, fuck up that garage door. I don't know what they call it, (laughs) but (laughs) we'll go with garage door. Yeah. The garage door where they keep all the toys. Like it it looks like it's just cosmetic, but I mean, the boat lid. Could you imagine like having to call the own? Cause I mean, obviously he doesn't own that boat. Like call the owner and be like, yeah, so this happened. Well, I oh, really hope he didn't. Our insurance company has to fix the dock. Yeah, and I really hope he didn't call him after the first time they hit the dock. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I hope he just left it. I hope he didn't have to call back and go, listen, I know I said I hit the dock before, but now I've really hit the dock. <laughs> I ran that bitch real well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much so that I fucked up the dock. Yeah. By the way, you're going to get a call from the insurance company. <laughs> I mean, the way that concrete just <gasps> lifts. Like, I mean, Part of me wonders if they've designed it to do that because obviously like it's like like a header almost, like different stones yeah. below and then right there is like a separate piece so they can just yeah. like re-mortar it and like stick that shit down. I have no idea, but that that is a terrifying sound. Like Fuck. I can't imagine anything worse. That's no. your nightmare as a captain. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like... I mean, I don't know if you've ever done any damage to your car, but I remember one morning going to the gym. I was driving Elijah's car, which is far more fancy than mine because I have the kid car. And I go really early and I came out of the garage and I hit the side of his thing and pulled oh, off pulling part out? of the wood of the garage. I was just like, fuck. Like, it's just that that instantaneous fuck. And they're always the kind of, like, it's never a big touch wood. It's never like a big crash or even a moving, like for me, it's always, I'm pulling out of a parking space. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like something really ridiculous, which funnily enough was what it was for Glenn. He was just pulling into a parking space. Yeah. And something failed. Like, I hope they get that boat looked at. Like that's a little worrisome that it's now happened twice. (laughs) In the same day. I mean, it's brutal. Anyway, they yes. figure it out, literally just cover it up with a bit of paint. A little spray God paint bless there. Them. And, that, and I have to say, I love, I love Glenn for this. It, look, it looks like it could have been a disaster. And Glenn's like, you know what? Worst day of my career, but it is what it is. Let's just move the fuck on. Yeah. He handles it like a champ, man. He really does. And then the guests arrive. Oh my word. These ladies. First off, the mother and daughter wearing the same clothes. Like, well, past I don't the, know how I did not notice that. I didn't either. Cause it was like a black dress and it was striped and they're like, Oh, like it'd be like if us in 10 years did that with our mom, it's not like little girls and their moms. Like that's normal, but like that's like a 40 year old and like a 70 year old. Yeah. No, questionable that's clothes all over these guests. I'll have to say very questionable clothes. Um, the risk of getting political. Uh, <laughs> sorry to whoever got- <laughs> was really upset with me for getting political. Well, they obviously um, don't listen to the podcast anyway, so you don't need to apologize to them. I mean, it, it wasn't sincere. I mean, um, that bikini, I'm like, listen, fucking vote for Trump if that's what you want to do. Like, I'm not here to tell you not to vote for Trump. But I just don't understand why you're wearing a bikini, titties for Trump. And I, unless you just want to wind people up. Well, it really speaks to his demographic. Like his demographic would think that's, that's super cute and like a really good idea. Um, yeah. It it's wasn't. just not needed. It's not needed. It's unnecessary. And it makes people feel uncomfortable because it's a very divisive thing, right? For you're sure. Either tr- you're Trump or you're not. It's not like, yeah. oh, I like 
this about him, but I don't really right. like, you know, the fact that he grabs pussy. You know, you, it's <laughs> for sure. You either fi- you're a Trump or you're not. And I just think what, you're doing it for attention, and for no wonder 100%. she winds everybody up. And then yeah. she's like, "Oh, everybody's picking on me." Well, don't you're being be a, a dick, twat. Yeah. No, she knew exactly what she was doing when she put that bikini on. Like she knew what she was doing when she packed the bikini to go on this trip that was going to be on TV. She fucking knew what she was doing. This, it was all so premeditated. And then she's like, she causes a fire and then gets fucking pissed when she gets burned. And I'm like, babe, don't, I'm not here for that. And I feel for her. I feel for the other people with her because she was just vile. And then she makes, what's her name, do a massage because... She's so stressed out. I'm like, really? Ugh. How stressed out must you be on a super yacht in fucking Croatia? Yeah, let's check your privilege. During a pandemic, by the way. During a pandemic. <laughs> so stressed out that you have to demand one of the star, one of the crew give you a fucking back massage. Mm-mm. These ladies are going to be insane. They are going to be insane. I also love that Daisy's like, oh, you're seasick. Oh, she's not seasick. She's just pissed. Right. (laughs) And that's fine, but fucking own it. (laughs) Yeah. You're not seasick, babe. Um, The other big news from this week, which you actually had a bit of an issue with because you technical problems. My DVR like stopped recording sound the last 15 minutes apparently of this show. I tried to just watch it with captions. They weren't even working right. So anyways, so I left off when we find out that JL has something not super nice going on downstairs. He's got a drippy willy. Ew. That's so gross. So did you see him tell Danny? No. Okay. So he tells Dan, like he deals with it and he's not Bless him, he's a champ. Like, he takes somebody out paddleboarding despite having his drippy willy and gets on with it. But then he <laughs> tells Danny, which is the grown-up thing to do. And let right. me just be clear here. Like, STDs are just a thing. Like, yes, yeah. of course, we should always wear condoms if we're sleeping with people. But we always didn't. And nine times out of ten, we got away with it. But I'm not here to judge anybody who's got STDs. For sure. Um, I've had a few myself. But... He tells Danny in the responsible way that he should. And there's only one way to describe her reaction. She freaks the fuck out, like off the scale. Holy shit. Panic. And it's really weird because she's so calm and collected. You, she's not judgmental. She's very like very sexually open. Yeah. Yes, very sex positive, all of that stuff. But this obviously triggers something in her, in her and she's like a bit shocked at first and then as the as it kind of goes on over an hour or like over the next few hours she spirals into this blind panic is all like and she's like i need to leave the boat this is where she gets to all by herself and then she says to daisy you can cope with just two of you for the last charter can't you and daisy's like what like was jl being like weird to her and like judging no he was being super sweet he was like i, I need to tell you like I don't feel good down there. And she was like, and that just sent her off into the spiral. So I don't know whether she has had something before and this has kind of triggered something. Because it is awful. Like if you feel like you've had something and you've given it to somebody. Like, of course. It's not cool. But she does come, embarrassing is the word, it comes across as she's embarrassed. And, you know, I just think... I feel Aww. for her, but it seems like a, an extreme reaction. We don't know if she leaves. Well, especially um, to, like, quit your job and, like, 
<laughs> just so you don't have to have this conversation with this guy. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. On. It's like this knee jerk. <laughs> I just need to get out of here. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I don't know if oh. she will leave, but she seems pretty intent on going. Damn. That's fucking crazy. Batch it. Um, so yeah, so that's it. So we'll see how that goes. I think JL manages to get himself to a doctor next week. So we'll find oh, out good. what it is. Ooh, can't wait. I always like to, I always like to know what STDs are going What's on. What's the drippy substance? <laughs> I'm picturing like slime. <laughs> Gray, green, slime. No, stop. Gross. Everybody listening this just literally bombed in their mouths. They did, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yikes. Um. New York. Let's move on to Real Housewives of New York, where they are in the Hamptons. And yes. Luann's made a weird choice to take them to a winery. I, I don't understand Luann at all. Like, I feel like she she's just... I mean, I think ultimately she's just really struggling with, like, how, like, what does her new sober life look like? How can she be sober with these women and still have a good time, but, like, not rain on her parade? I mean, I think that's probably a real struggle and a real fucked up place to be mentally, you know, when you're trying to be your normal self, but without the alcohol that you, like, I don't know. I, I would feel like it'd be a really triggering position to be put in. Oh, 100%. And I think that she isn't as strong as she thinks she is. And I think that's probably a mistake that a lot of For newly sure. sober people make. And I don't think she's doing anything wrong. I think she's just need, this is a process. And I think it's interesting what Leah says about her nursing the, the fose in a wine glass and, and Leah saying, actually, this is keeping you quite attached. I'm usually not a fan of how Leah approaches things with people because she doesn't normally know how to do it. But this conversation between her and Luann was super fucking gentle and understanding. And I don't think it came off as preachy. I think it came off as gen- like, I think Leah is genuinely concerned about Luann. And yeah. I think she's generally coming from a place of experience. And I think she's spot on about Luann. I think that froze that fose is holding her back. I a hundred percent agree, and I hope that Leah is there for her and like continues to kind of mentor her because that's the kind of that's the thing, isn't it? You just have to say the thing, and if they whether they take the advice or not is not on you. It's just here's what I think. So we'll see. I think it's gonna. I think we see Luann isn't comfortable in certain yeah. situations. She loses. You know, she's gonna break and. I just hope that she's got the right support and she takes it seriously because it's, if she's struggling this much, then there is a problem. For sure. And I think that's why she's so defensive when like Leah brings it up. Cause she immediately points to like Leah's mocktail and Leah's like, but it's fucking juice and like a glass. Yeah. Like it's not, it's the not same. pretending to be it's something. Not it isn't non-alcoholic wine. It's yeah. fruit juice in a cup. Like it is a different thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope she can get a handle on it because genuinely I really like Luann. Like, I think she's actually a pretty fun lady, even like sober. She's fun because she's sober during all of this. And I think she's still very witty and still keeps up with the girls and keeps them in check. And I want her, I like, I hope at the end of the season, she's able to watch back and actually see that she doesn't need it. If that makes sense. I hope so too. And I, and I a hundred percent agree. Talking of Leah's interactions, um, oh. we see her and Ramona butt heads and I gotta say, I've said it right from the beginning of this season. 
I am not as sure about Leah this season as I was last season. I don't know whether it's a second season thing. I don't know whether she's just found her feet and she's a bit ballsier and she's just going all out or whether it's something that's going on with the sober thing, but she seems aggressive. I think she seems particularly aggressive with Ramona. And I think it's, we talked a lot about their relationship last season, how it's very mother daughter and it was not super healthy because Leah does not have a great relationship with her mom. I think we see that continue. And I think that's why she's being so aggressive with her, especially about like her donating the blood plasma. Like everybody fucking knows Ramona didn't do that. Everybody knows it, you know, and obviously Ramona's embarrassed, but like Leah just like has this thing where she feels she has to hear the words from her. And I love how Ebony's like, girl, just let it go. Like we all know it was bullshit. She knows it's bullshit. Like that's it. Yeah. Like you reminds me, let it go. It reminds me of Kenya with the Bolo situation. It's like Leah and Kenya have this misguided belief that they're judge and jury, right? That they get to make people, they want to haul them over the coals. They want them to feel the shame of the lie. And actually that's not your, that's not your position to do it. And we all know that she's lying. For sure. Donating plasma is a, is a big thing. And it's, it's really, really clear, but Leah's motives are nefarious. It doesn't feel like there's anything loving or kind or, you know, it's just a bit judgmental. And I like, of course, Ramona shouldn't be lying about that stuff. And of course it was a big PR stunt to like try and do some sort of PR recovery job on the fact that she'd given zero shits about COVID during lockdown. (laughs) Like we all see that. And that's what Ebony, that's why I'm loving Ebony. She's like the Ramona whisperer. For sure. I mean, that conversation that they had about using the term the help, if Leah was having that conversation, it would have gone a very different way. But I loved how Ebony just like explained to her the situation and gave her the benefit of the doubt. And I feel like that's sometimes what's missing from some of these conversations is, you know, just giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And then having your peace. Like regardless if you believe them or not. (laughs) Totally. Maybe you just need to say what you need to say and then it's then your responsibility is done, right? Everybody for else sure. is responsible for their own stuff. And I think Ebony is super emotionally mature and aware and I think she reads people really well. I think she's not trusting anybody, but she's being open to everybody. And I think Leah's just too volatile at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, don't get me wrong, I don't appreciate Ramona then on the back of that conversation making it all Leah's fault. Like, no. I don't know. She's just a psycho. I mean, I'm definitely not a Ramona fan, but anyways. No, I'm not. And I don't like the way she picks on Leah for her outfit when Leah comes in. Like, none of these women, apart from Ebony, are women that I I like at the moment, if I'm honest. I mean, between Ramona and Leah, they both scare me on, like, an emotional level. But um, but I don't like anybody bitching about somebody's outfit. To that, I mean, that's just mean. So stupid. But then to like go and then change it and put like a print on after you've just like yelled oh. at her. Yeah, she's Anyways. she's unbe- and she's unbearable. Um, For sure. The other, the other big news, obviously, is Sonia's riding the train to Hammertown. Oh man, I love like early drunk Sonia. <laughs> Like, there's a set amount of time where, like, she's so funny. She says the craziest shit. It just makes me laugh my ass off. Then she fucking me goes too. dark on a Well, on here's a the switch. thing. Like, 
Uh, like, it's terrifying how quickly that happens. But here's the thing: yeah. like, we always name the episodes after a cool quote from one of the shows. I mean, Sonia yeah. gave us all the quotes at that point. Like that, no doubt, will be one of the quotes. Um, Absolutely. But what I love is Ramona sees this coming from a fucking mile away. <laughs> she's like, she's like, the morning they get on that bus, she's like, this is not going to end well. And everybody's like, oh, everything's fine. Everybody's having a nice time. She's like, I swear to God, watch this space. I know what's going to happen. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She, is, she has seen the shit before. And I have to give Ramona credit for like seeing what was actually happening. And I don't blame her for taking that wine off because it's always Ramona that Sonia loses her shit for with. For sure. Ramona takes the brunt of it. I mean, a lot of it she deserves, but... Um, True. She should have gotten her to eat earlier. <laughs> like, when they were at that winery, that's when she should have eaten. Not like, always, dinner's too late. <laughs> it's too Always late. give Sonia food. <laughs> yeah. Always. Just, just feed that in your bitch. purse. I mean, yes, Ramona, like you were a mom. You knew what it was like. You just yeah. keep snacks everywhere. Just throw fucking <laughs> snacks at her. Like, that's it. Just <laughs> constant. bags of... <laughs> mini cheddars have, have that um but yes yeah, she does lose it we're going to come straight back into this particular drama she's she's absolutely lost it because somebody's chosen wells fargo or chase bank over jp so, morgan i don't really for understand. some reason sonia calls like this guy really high up in chase fucking hammered to no like, and jp morgan yeah well that's chase jp morgan oh, is chase it? oh okay yeah, yeah oh i didn't know so, that. Um, anyways, she calls like their head of acquisitions or whatever, some rando in the C-suite at JP Morgan. Thank God Ebony then grabs the phone to like, try to <laughs> like reel this Again, in. Genius move For on like sure. managing a difficult situation. And she happens to mention like, I'm really excited because I got my mortgage with you guys because you're trying to like, you're really putting forth effort into closing the wage gap in the United States. And Ramona kicks off. Well, that's it. Wells Fargo Wells has Fargo's better rates. Better deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking Ramona read the room. Like, you know, this well, but here's the thing. <laughs> sort of with Ramona on this I'm like surely you can have a conversation about like if this is where it's going it's not great dinner time chat for me no. mortgages but if this is where you are and you're like oh but I think Wells Fargo you know if that's something you want to have a chat about that's great I don't think that should really be a trigger for, for Sonia to be like throwing shit and having a screaming no fight. it shouldn't but Ramona also knows that it's going to be like oh, she true. knows this yeah. So 50-50 on that one. But yeah, so anyways, that's where then the JP Morgan versus Wells Fargo debate fucking erupts. Well, and then we Fargo see Lou, we see Luan, we see Luan leaving the exiting the building quickly, uh probably going to smoke 700 Absolutely. cigarettes. I don't blame Wouldn't her. Wouldn't you? <laughs> like 100%. So one thing I really miss about smoking is getting out of those super awkward conversations like at pubs oh and God. stuff where you could just like, oh, like once when you couldn't smoke in pubs, you had to smoke outside where you could just like then go outside and like get out of anything. Yeah. Smokers, non-smokers hated it, but smokers loved it. You, it, you always had the best conversations outside and you met the coolest people smoking. For sure. I, I hate to be and, that person. And you got out of bullshit conversations inside with non-smokers. Yeah, you did. Like, oh, you know what? I need to go out and have a cigarette. Sorry. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Laters. And then they'd be like, I'll be back in five minutes. Like five hours later, they'd come hours. out and they'd be like, what are you doing? We're like, I thought you went home. <laughs> having a really great time. <laughs> but we were, we were having a really great time. It was the best. Um, <sighs> Even anyways. now on a night out, I, I do love a cheeky cigarette. Just, just to go and see who's there. Just right? find out who's hanging who's out. Who's hanging out? Who's, I know who's that hanging they, out outside? <laughs> I know that this isn't like the message, but the cool people smoke. 
<laughs> sorry, I've just offended so many people. Sorry. Um, anyway, I'm handing over to Reagan now. She's going to touch on the top tips on the hills this week because obviously I haven't been able to see it. Um, but is Brody still looking fit? Yes, and he's messing around oh. with this girl named Amber, but she obviously wants more. Like, they're in the bathtub together in this episode. Um, and she obviously wants way more than he does, but then she's, like, trying to be cool and be like, like, because he's like, I do not want anything serious. I do not want anything committed. Like, he's very, very clear about what he wants, and she's like, okay. And it's like, oh, girl. I've been Amber, but I've been Amber. I mean, like, because Because you see that guy and you're like, he is fucking gorgeous like i love him i i could thought this is the one yeah and then he's like i don't want anything else and you're like okay well i'll it's almost I'll like take i'll take what i can get oh, and then i know i'm sure he'll change his mind listen up he's they not, never change their minds no especially someone who's just gotten like out of a divorce yeah no. then because he couldn't cope with the commitment he's not changing his mind babe for sure, no. But it was, you know, it was a nice moment for all of us who enjoy Brody <laughs> in the bath. So that I'm was sad. Good. I missed it. Um, but basically, what's happening in this episode of The Hills is Heidi and Spencer are having the kid chat, and then they all decide to have like a boys' poker night and then a girls' night as well. So like the boys go off and do their thing, and the girls go off and do their their thing. The boys' thing, Brandon hosts at his house, and it's a boys' poker night. But it's also the night he decides he wants to bring Danny into the mix and introduce him to everyone, which I find really fucking weird. So he brought his girlfriend to a guy's night? Yes. And then it's like, oh, I hope they don't embarrass me. And it's like, dude, A, if you want your girlfriend to really meet everyone, you bring them to like a party where everybody's there. Right. Like you want her to meet the wives. You want him, you know. But he's a child. Such a child. So anyways, like that's all awkward. And he wants them all to behave. Um, they all go through a bottle of like 1492. Spencer is getting hammered because I think ultimately Spencer feels that like he's just gotten Heidi back because like yeah. Gunner is now older and sleeping through the night and all that kind of stuff. And he feels like he's finally gotten her back. Cause she, she went quite earth mother, didn't she? She went very quite, like, earth mother. I think he was in their bed every night parenting. for yeah. sure. And so I think he's kind of freaked out that he'll like lose her again, which I think is a very fucking valid concern. Honestly, I don't, you know. And also from last week, it doesn't look like he's at his happiest. Like he's put on a load of weight, which I, I'm not saying that makes you unhappy, but I think it's made him unhappy. For sure. Um, And I think he's in a position where having another baby is scary. Like if the first time has been rough, it really takes a leap of faith to commit to the second time around. For sure. So, like, he's getting hammered with them. Fucking Justin Bobby pipes up, like, oh, we finished a bottle of tequila and it's a Monday night. Like, oh, another fucking, fucking drunk judgy. shamer. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course that he is. Surprises me not in the least. Um, but Brody actually, like, goes and has a chat with him and is like, dude, are you okay? I know that I, last year, I was drinking a lot when things weren't super good. Like, the way Brody did it was really kind. But Spencer was like, no, dude, like, it's a boys' night. We're just supposed to be drinking. So, I he just it, it, he needs his moment, right? And for we've all sure. been there. You just want to go out and get shit faced, and you might have to deal with some shit in the morning. But for now, he just wants to enjoy himself, right? But I think with Spencer, it is definitely. I think it has something to do with like the kid checks. I feel like every time they talk about kids, they they actually both go pretty fucking hard and drink the next night. So then it's like the girls' evening is over at Frankie's. Frankie's wife puts it together, and so they're just like 
super fucking hammered. Like Heidi is like making it rain champagne and like she's super hammered. They're all hammered and it was, it was fun. But like the girls night was pretty like drama free. So anyways, the only other worrying thing was um, that like Jason was going to the poker night and like one of his big things is like, he has a gambling addiction this is like Luan so, going to a fucking winery. Exactly. And he gets all these, like, he gets $500 worth of $2 bills for, like, the buy-in. It's all very fucking weird. So, hang on. They're actually playing with real money. Yeah, yeah. He's a gambling it was a $500, well, like, ba- $500 buy-in with your friends. But that's like having a, a drink and you're being an alcoholic. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's like having a sip. It, that... Oh. Yeah. So, I don't oh, know what we're going to see with Jason. I think we've seen the end of his... Problems. No. Also, um, his wife, Ashley, is pregnant, and it's a pregnancy after they had a... Uh, she had like a Well, she had a molar pregnancy, which is sometimes a sign of cancer. It's like it's just like a growth in the uterus oh, okay. that makes you think you're pregnant, but you're not, but it can be quite Got scary. It. So they had to do this whole thing. So it's a pregnancy after that. Um, so I really hope, like, he's not... She doesn't need that. I really down. like Ashley, and I feel like she's put up with a lot... Yeah. And I think he needs to know that 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 generosity of spirit is not endless. For sure. It's not good. Oh, 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 sorry. I just <gasps> oh, read my what? notes as well. So at Guys Night, they have this whole chat about Brody and Audrina, like always kind of like what's going on there. And like Justin Bobby's sitting like right there next to Brody. And he's like, you know, we've just always been like best friends who kiss. <laughs> and Justin's like, yeah, I've been your friend and I haven't kissed you. Like just being stupid, Justin Bobby. But I don't know if we've seen the end of the whole Audrina Brody story. Oh, that's interesting. I don't like, know how I feel about that. I do know how I feel about that because I feel like if Brody yeah. is the same Brody, then this is just Audrina going for the same guys. Yeah. But if Brody is changing, then it would make sense that maybe he does finally commit to his like childhood sweetheart, like to somebody he's known his whole life. Maybe. I mean, I'm not holding out my hopes, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. I don't know if I want that for Adrena or not. Like, I feel like she deserves someone who kind of already has their shit together. I think yeah. Brody has a ways to go. Like, I feel like that's this- true sobriety is fairly new in the real world. Like it's one thing to like be sober when you're locked in your house and you can't go do anything. It's yeah. definitely another thing to like be out and about. So anyways, agreed. Um, we've decided though, that if the Hills does not come on in the UK next week, we may end up having to drop it or maybe we can do something different where I don't know. We just do a little rundown or, or do this. I don't know. I don't think yeah, this would be I'm fun. I'm going to do for some Kat. investigating and see, <laughs> I'm going to do some investigating and see how, and where and when, because even when I Google it, it just doesn't, there's just nothing. It's like, yeah, it's really bizarre. But honestly, um, it it's hard to watch here if you don't have cable and you record it. Like it's not on any of the streaming services. You can't even stream it on MTV here. It's very strange. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's some chats in the works about like, maybe they're trying to find maybe they're going to put it on. But I mean, last time season one was on um, now TV. Yeah. Is how I watched it the first time. But um yeah, I don't know about um anything we'll do some else we have to see. We will do some sleuthing. Um let's move on to Beverly Hills, where they we pick this up as they are just coming out of lockdown. So they are seeing and getting back together for the first time. Yeah. Which I think does um 
explain why we do have a lot of this like lingering Denise chat. I didn't really think about it till just now because I think there's only been three months where they weren't filming because like they were at the end last time. So I think all the Denise stuff is still quite raw. raw. Yeah. Even though I'm fucking over it. I don't want to hear any more about Denise and Brandy. I don't give a shit. Nobody should give a shit. No, that's done, the hot take. <laughs> apparently for Garcelle, it still isn't done. And oh. I have to say, I had my moments where I was doubting Garcelle last season. And I, I, I just get massive bitchy vibes from her. And I don't like the way... Listen, I'm a big Lisa Rinna fan as well. And I yeah. don't like the way that she twists Lisa Rinna's apology into some kind of tactic that Lisa's using to avoid getting reamed out. I mean... At its most basic, that's what an apology is. Like, right. <laughs> Isn't that why I mean? everybody apologizes? That's why we apologize, so that people don't get fucking mad with us. Yeah, for sure. So I, I feel like she's being a little bit... I feel like she's being really unreasonable. Yeah. And I also don't like the way that she's setting Lisa up for a fall, because I believe Lisa's apology is genuine, 100%. Right. She sits there, she's like, listen, I can be a cunt, and I high-five any woman that can own their shit in the way that Lisa does. There aren't for many sure. of them on TV. No. And Garcelle says, I think we can move forward. I'm open. Baby steps. Cool. Cool. That sounds great. great. And then she changes her mind. And she's like, actually, things aren't okay. And Sutton's like, well, that's not what Lisa thinks. And this is not not a Lisa problem. This is a Garcelle problem. I think she's being shady as shit, and I don't like it. No, it really bums me out, too, because I really, really want to like her. Because there are moments where I really like Garcelle. Like, I really liked the interaction between, like, her and Sutton and her friend, like, taking shots in the living room. And, like, I think for people she likes, Garcelle is brilliant. But because of this stupid bullshit Denise stuff that happened last season, I think she's someone who holds major grudges, which always makes me wary of that person. Because someone who does that is never going to fucking get over it. No. It doesn't fucking matter what you do. No. And and that's the problem. It's like, that's probably the most authentic apology I've seen. And I feel yeah. like to not accept that and to pretend to be doing it because you're a really great friend when Lisa wasn't. Like, there was a touch of the old Leah, Kenya, and Lisa yeah, last yeah. time with Denise. Like, she needed her to say the words. For sure. And, it, and, I, and I appreciate that. But... Denise was also a pretty shitty friend. It wasn't Absolutely. just Lisa. No. No. It was, it was a whole bunch of mess. I don't know why bloody Garcelle is so up Denise's ass, frankly. Me neither. Like, what the fuck? It. No. Anyways. Um, what else? Crystal. Crystal is on the scene, and her husband is the one who directed The Lion King, which I thought was interesting because I had no idea. Um, no, I, I didn't either. I don't know how I feel about Crystal. So. <sighs> at first I, I liked her. Like I liked the chat about like, look, my house is like all grown up and I feel like a child. There's a lot of that that I identify with. Um, I liked I her when my like, house is just a dump. So well, I don't. Mine is one week away from being <laughs> fucking finished. We are moving I upstairs Memorial Day week, or Memorial Day weekend, and we're fucking psyched about it. But anyways, um, I really liked when Lisa and Kyle like went to her house. I thought she was super cool. Like, well, if you guys don't have any, you know, she invited them for a drink just to hang out. Like, I liked that interaction. But at the barbecue, it was a bit weird. I 
I, I mean, listen, she's new. People, yeah. I think new cast members approach it in different ways. I think some come in being really sweet and really nice. Others come in and feel like they've got to throw out some drama straight away. They've got to right. earn their kind of reality TV stripes. Maybe that's what she's doing. But she really, in her interviews, goes straight into some shade. Yeah. Like, these guys, these guys dress loudly. I'm very conservative. And then she's like... Throw some shade at them dressing too young for their age and how that's all a bit cringe. I think it's going to make great TV. Yeah. But my the jury is out on Crystal at the moment. I would agree with that because I feel like she's talking like she's 80 years old. And I'm like, D- you're probably younger than all these women. Yeah, that's not cute either. No. Um, but I also really kind of assess whether I like somebody with whether I could like have a few drinks and have fun for with sure. Them. And at the moment, she's not that person. No, no. Um, It'll be interesting. We go to the barbecue. Um, Kathy Hilton is a friend of the show and also <laughs> apparently a sadist. <laughs> what She's the fuck apparently is that? Blind and just like walking around not being able to see. She's a blind dental sadist. <laughs> that fucking story chilled me to the core. I, I have, but also. My opinion of Kathy Hilton has always been affected by, since I watched the Paris sure. Hilton documentary For because sure. I just still can't understand yeah. why any mother would stand by while two strangers come into the house and rip my 16-year-old daughter from her bed with no fucking knowledge or warning and watch her leave. Like, it's there is not, no way in the world that you can explain no. that away It's to not me. an excuse, but I think she also has a very fucked up relationship. She had a very messed up childhood with her mother too, so... Anyways, to- totally. not an excuse, I c- but I think that's where it comes from. But I I got some feelings about that when it comes to her. Yeah. So already I'm a little bit off. Now she's blind. That, not, not that that's a problem. I'm not holding that against her, but just no, wear some just fucking wear some glasses. glasses. <laughs> For sure. Or go get LASIK. Like, don't even fuck lasers. around with the contacts. Or stop being a baby and put some fucking contacts in. Yeah. Or hire someone to put your contacts in. Ha- whatever. Kathy... There were no, there's no reason why you shouldn't no. be able to see. Because um, <laughs> didn't she think, she thought Garcelle was Kyle. Like it was. Oh my God, she did. She thought Garcelle yes. was Kyle. Yes. <laughs> Babe. I mean, I think I, I was really hesitant about Kathy coming on the show. But oh, I'm going to tell gonna you, brilliant. she's fucking gold. She is. I can't wait I for her to hold so a diamond. Much. I want to see more of this psychotic woman. So much material. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so she's back. That's yeah. great. And let's talk about the Erica. dental story, though. The dental story. Oh. That's yeah, sorry, so we digressed. Yes, you t- you tell it because apparently because this is it is chilling. Yeah. So apparently, when she when all the girls were younger, she used to play dentist on like the neighborhood children and like like. I got the sense with like real dental tools. Then I started like looking around social media and somebody pointed out that the age difference between Kathy and Kyle and why do I always space on her name? Kim. Ridiculous. But anyways, the age difference is such that Kathy would have been a teenager when like Kyle and Kim were like running around with the neighborhood kids. So there's this like weird teenager on the road doing dental work on the younger kids. Like, yeah, that's a whole different slant, isn't it's it? Super it's like it's, it's if you're all like the same age and this Fair. is just what she likes to do. Also weird, but less terrifying. Yeah. But if it's like a teenager pinning you down saying, I'm gonna you fucking do this, otherwise you don't come to my house and play yeah, again. Yeah, it's dark, dude. 
but also to like just convey that story on national right. on like international television without thinking Kathy gives no this fucks. Sounds weird. <laughs> Kathy gives no fucks apparently. I mean maybe or doesn't you get realize to a it. certain amount of money where you don't give any fucks anymore. Maybe that's where she is, but maybe. I don't know. I would not I tell that like story on television. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, she did. Thank yes. God. Um there's already memes going around as well, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I saw one of, of like her, are. like Pennywise and it, like in the thing, like, I'll do your dental work down here. <laughs> <laughs> I've just it's seen amazing. one actually on Face Reality, I think, where it's like Kathy Hilton playing whatever. I oh, mean, it's, she's opened herself up to it. It's I gold. just love it. Um, yes. Let's. Let's talk about uh, this is kind of the last thing with this with this episode, but I feel like it's something we're going to be spending a lot of time talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think over we're going to be bored of it in like three episodes. Is Erica and Tom? Well, Erica and Tom and Erica. Like, yeah, Erica struggled during lockdown in a way that I, I sort of found quite interesting because she's like one of those people that's always on the go. She's always very busy, and lockdown forced her to like be still and confront a load of shit. Yeah. Um, I love that she's very open and honest about being on antidepressants and how that's helped. And she's, you know, she, I'm always here for Erica's straight talking and honesty. If that's what it is. If that's what it is. But we hear an awful lot about Tom. Oh my God. I wish I had taken account of how many times Tom's name was like mentioned in this thing. It felt like a lot. Maybe I'm just more sensitive to it. Cause obviously what we're finding out about him now, um, but yeah, it just seemed like a lot, a lot of Tom. Well, and I, you know, I get it. They're setting it up. It is what it is, yeah. but it just feels a bit ham-fisted. Yeah. And that's kind of sad for me because their editing is normally pretty good and it's quite savvy, but this just feels a bit like you're forcing it on my, in my for face. Sure. Like, like we all know what's coming. We're, Let's we're just smart audience. Chill out. Like at least hide it and make us just go along with it and not realizing, you know what I'm saying? Like this is very Well, obvious. and also it didn't. Nothing had really kicked off at this point. No. So I'm like, I don't need to, we don't need to right. tease me now. Hold it back. Don't be like Hold Atlanta it and tease one fucking storyline for like 10 episodes, drop maybe two exciting ones and then have 10 more really boring ones. Like I'm not here for that. Plus three boring reunion ones. Yeah. We'll talk about that at the reunion, the reunion taping, which we will be doing today. But anyways, but, um, but yeah, Erica, and Tom, I, I I think this is going to be a dominant storyline, but I do think there is going to be some drama, and I, I think this could be a good season. I think it will be a good season, too. I mean, the clips that I've seen of, like, Sutton asking questions and, like, Erica shutting it down, like, I think we're going to see a lot of, like, Erica not being honest and being very uncomfortable. Well, and Sutton coming under all sorts of fire as well. Like, I think that yeah. there's going to be some racial issues there. I think Crystal's going to call her out. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go very well. No. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. But I am glad we're getting a bit of a more diverse cast on Beverly Hills. Um, we'll see how it goes. Me too. Uh, and then finally, we are wrapping up yeah. with the Kardashians. Now, listen, I'm here for this episode in some ways because I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about how the Kardashians manage the show and the kids. There are millions of kids, for sure. Yeah. They have so All many kids them. in that family. So many children. But yeah, so they mentioned that the kids are not allowed to watch the show. Um, which part of me was like, well, yeah, they're all like under 10. Like, why would you allow a three-year-old to watch? Keep I mean, you know, 
No. Well, I don't even allow my kids to watch it. But I think it's really interesting their reasons why and how like they really want to be there to like talk them through. And I thought it was an interesting chat because I mean, they have done the show for 20 years. So, you know, there's a lot that's on there. And I don't know if I want my kids seeing what I did, you know, 15 years before they were born with their dad. You, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think as well, though, it's it's like, I think so many haters of Kardashians, so many haters of reality TV, that or people even that put their kids on social media, yeah. make the assumption that it hasn't been thought about. Right. That, like, often, well, I can't believe they're doing it to their kids. Like... It's a decision. They've thought about this. They've made a decision. They've got a plan in place to manage it. And I don't think that you can say it's necessarily damaging until you get to a certain point down the line. You know, maybe it will be. Right. Who the fuck knows? But I don't think... I think it proves that they're being fairly responsible about it. And I love that they aren't just shutting it down and going, no, absolutely, right, you can't see right. anything. It's like, here are the bits you can see. and For now. <laughs> yeah. And I think Scott's right. They're yeah. very lucky to have this, like, mega luxe, high-quality family videos. And in some ways, I think... He's obviously terrified that they're going to see him at his worst, but also they're going to see him come back right. and they're going to see him grow and recover. And I think that's a cool thing to see. Like, I think that there's something really important about your kids seeing you as a human being before right, you were right. a dad. And see how far you've come. Also, this is nothing new. I mean, yeah. the past 20 years of Keeping Up With The Kardashians has been so peppered with old home movies. These people were documenting yeah. their lives way before the show even existed. And I think this is kind of a cool legacy that like their dad did with them. And so now they've done with their kids. And I mean, I thought like the clips that they pulled together, like they had somebody pull together, obviously yeah. were lovely for the kids, you <laughs> yeah. know, and to get to see all that and see how much they've all changed. And, you know, Mason was the first and, I also thought it was interesting where Scott was like, like the kids don't even think it's weird that there are cameras here because they've just grown up with it. Like maybe it'll be weird when they yeah. go away. This is just mummy's job. But they, they just don't care about them. Like North could give two fucks about no. what any of these people think about her, which I think is hilarious. She's <laughs> like, I just don't care. I know. Leave me I alone. mean, Nori's black book is now hands down 100%. one of my favorite Instagram accounts. But but you're right, and I think that people are yeah. very quick to judge. And actually, I think this episode showed that they're really thoughtful mm -hmm. about this and. Whatever you throw at the Kardashians, I think family is really, really fucking crucial to them. I love that they are, the cousins are close, that they all hang out. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I'd want a house right next to my <laughs> mum's house. No. Especially when you think she's such a negative Nancy. Um, I loved... Chloe, like, in one breath is like, my mom's exhausting. She's so negative. And then in the next breath, like, she's going to be living next door yeah, to me. I feel like that's going to be an interesting relationship like moving forward like because obviously like with the Tristan stuff like Tristan's not going to be living there so she's gonna be like Chloe uh -uh. true and her mom next door it's a little gray gardens I mean listen I really feel for Chloe because I don't know how she's coped in that house with just that amount of space like she must have been really struggling I can um I'm so pleased that she's managed to like get herself out of that shithole and really buy herself a house that's big enough for her and two kids potentially two small children oh my like i don't know how she's coped yeah must have been for awful real. for her a real struggle 
I mean, with that backyard must have been a real pain in the arse. <laughs> Fuck off, Chloe. And like you do any of this on your own. <sighs> Kiss my ass. Oh, yes. Fuck I'm off. Gonna... She's like, we've outgrown this house. You've outgrown twenty, <laughs> like 50,000 square feet. I'm going to say, and you and I talked about this in like our production meeting earlier. I have always been very hardcore, a Chloe supporter. Like I... Like I loved her, the revenge body show. I thought that was doing so much good for people who really wanted to like get help. Like I just, I've loved everything about her, but this year she is just, she's drinking her own Kool-Aid and it's, and it's not cool. Well, it's funny you say, I think that's a really good way to describe it. And I think she is just losing herself down the rabbit hole a little bit. And and I wonder if the pressures of, like, I, Chloe, I, in some ways I really relate. She's a massive control freak. And while that works for you, great. But if you get to a point or in a situation where you can't control something, then that's a very yeah. dangerous place to be. And I feel like she almost senses she's getting into that kind of situation. Like, she's leaving her house. Tristan, she's going to have to make yeah. a decision about Tristan soon. We'll know how right. that's going to go. I feel like she feels a little bit unhinged right yeah. now. For sure. She doesn't know about, she doesn't know what's going to happen with the baby, whether she's going to have another baby. Like there's a lot going on that Chloe can't control. So I think that's when she's For at sure. her worst. I mean, like she can't even be okay with having a real picture of her out there. Like. No. So yes, there's yeah. some shit going on. It makes on. me sad. And I, and I hope she figures it all out before she sets it all on fire. If that makes any sense. Like I don't want to hate yeah. her. And not be able to come back from it. Because, I mean, I've even come back from my hatred of court. Like, I used to really hate Courtney. I actually really quite like Courtney now. I feel like Courtney's kind of just yeah, I mean, does her shit. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, more and more, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, more and more I identify yeah. with Kim. Like, honestly, she's, 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 like, her nanny obviously is not, like, court's just very yeah. highly strung. She has... Well, I think Court has very specific things that she wants the kids to be raised upon. And I know it comes from the chaos of Scott when she's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she has constructed Mm -hmm. a very specific life for her children to protect them from some bullshit of the past. You know what I'm saying? And I think she almost doesn't know how to like drop those down now that that craziness isn't going on anymore. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think that the nanny probably behaved probably shouldn't have called her kid a liar. But I think like, that I, I wouldn't be cool with that either. No, unless my kid was lying. But then I also, <laughs> yeah, well, but then I also don't think Courtney should have done it in no. front of the kids. I think Courtney going, well, Ray likes well, he's it when a fucking he sees me do it. It's like, well, that's he, he also doesn't likes get to put to his decide. finger up his ass. I'm sure, like, yeah, like no. he's not the one that you You're list- a- like. You do her the respect of taking her as into an a adult private to an room. adult. Like, you have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think she's right. I think, you know, you see Kim get nasty, but I also think that's what families do. Like, when you fight with family, there aren't the same rules as there are that when you fight with... You know, it's like when you fight with my husband, I'll say things to Jimmy that I would never say because I'm mad and I'm pissed and I want to fucking poke the bear. Because you have a sense of security with them, so you say you'll be your worst self. So as much as I'm like, yes, Courtney, wouldn't it be lovely if a massive family could all just be really fucking nice to each other. 
good job, but that's also not really a massive how it family goes. who fucking like, works together all the time too. Like, be fucking realistic. And yeah. are living together because it's in this like. Come on. I mean, I do get it. Chris yeah. drives me nuts sometimes with her. Like, I just can't cope with the construction <laughs> noise. I'm very, I'm very Chloe with that. I'm yeah. like, just let it fucking Who cares? go. It's fine. But this is when I get annoyed with Courtney. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just stop being so fucking perfect. Why does everything have yeah, to be yeah. perfect? Chill the fuck out. They all need to chill the fuck out. Though chill I love, I loved Chris's outfit. Like, I feel like she's starting to dabble with more colors oh. and I'm loving it. Chris is yeah. on fire. Like, she looks phenomenal. Like, I didn't realize, I suppose I should have done, but she was 40 when I she know. had Kendall. So, so she would have been 42, 3 when she had yeah. Kylie. Like, the thought of me having a child in four years, t- well, three especially years Especially after time. having all the children in the world. Like, because she'd already had. Like, imagine I had four right. kids now. Yeah. And then I went, I know, Pop I'll do two, two more, more and I'm 40 and 42. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a fucking yeah, machine. She and she looks great. And I know she's had a ton of work and I get it, but she yeah, looks fucking great. great. The work is really well done. Not botched at all. It is. All nope. right. Um, do we want to mention Tristan yeah, very quickly before we move? Yeah. Very quickly because he's being so he's lovely. He's being really sweet. Uh, but I think yeah, my problem, he? and you and I talked about this, is I don't know where this fits in to like him playing with the Celtics timeline because I feel like at least one of the ladies that we know that he has cheated on um, Chloe with or had relations with, because maybe he didn't even cheat on her. Like, were they together? Like, we don't really know. But um, who knows? I don't know if this is before that stuff happened. Or after it happens. Yeah. So I don't know how to read this. Is it is he being sweet and just generally wants her to be comfortable and making up for the time before? Or has, does he know he's done some really fucking wrong shit? So he's trying to like pad pad the time he has. Yeah. Patch it up. Before she knows. I don't know. I think I think what we're learning is that it's probably not just this one girl <laughs> right. that's coming out. There's probably more. So he's probably f- always got something to feel yeah. guilty about. Maybe. I mean, he, I get why Chloe likes him because this side of him is super sweet, super kind, this lovable giant. Like, I get it. But he can't keep his dick in his pants. It seems like a real common problem for her and basketball players. I know. She just needs to stop dating basketball players. I don't know. Anyways. We'll see. We will see. Anyway, it may not be that we're discussing keeping up with the Kardashians for much no. longer, so maybe we can bang it in a minisode yeah, or something like that. We can maybe figure like out that. where I don't to know. do Because, I mean, obviously, I will still be watching it, so, you know. Yeah, obviously. Of course. <laughs> um, but listen, yeah. that's us for this we week. We did a pretty, pretty uh, good job, actually. We're about at an hour. We did. We nailed that's six shows. Bad. It's not bad. You are welcome. We like we to be concise. Um in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you as ever for giving us your time. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed, your rating, your reviews, all of that makes us happy. Um, and have Absolutely. a great week. And really quickly, I want to give a shout out. We've had two new Patreon supporters and I did not get notified. I'm a little uh, upset at Patreon, oh. but I believe um, it's Aaron 
from the UK and Lindsay from the US. Thank you guys so much for joining up on our Patreon and supporting us. Thank we you. super appreciate it. We're going to pop your names in the show notes and we'll give maybe extra shout outs because it's been a little bit of time. I'm sorry the app did not let me know what was going on. So, Well, Contrition listen, I mean, point. I the Patreon is literally the only yes. money we make from this website, from this <laughs> podcast and we don't even make that money because we just yeah. put it back into the podcast and we do it because we love it but it really means a lot to us and it does really help us out because you know it means it doesn't cost us anything to do it but thank you thank you thank you that's big yeah, news huge. i didn't know thank that. you that's guys great. so much um yeah that being said yeah thank okay, you guys then. so much for your time and uh we'll we'll talk to you next week until then we will do. Remember. <laughs> Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Yes, they do. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims. Hello, everybody, and what? I don't know what happened there. <laughs>